Good morning, and we are joined at this time by the mayor of the city of Greensburg, Joshua Marsh, for his monthly visit. Good morning to you, Mr. Mayor. Good morning, Tom, and everybody in WRBI country. I hope you're enjoying this uh, Thursday morning in southeastern Indiana. Yeah, so far so good, and uh, hopefully you are too, sir. And, of course, uh, Greensburg uh, Board of Works and City Council meeting on uh, Tuesday night. And uh, first off in the Board of Works meeting, uh, David Rainey with the Veritas Group was uh, back before the board. He was, and a big part of that was to discuss and expand our contract with DLZ of Indiana, who is our architecture firm for our fire department, sanitation, public works uh, buildings complex that we talked about last month and we've been talking about uh, quite often, really. But we had a uh, ex- we had a contract with them to do sort of the preliminary scoping work, kind of get us lined up, uh, do some do some modeling, et cetera. And then we had hoped to be into our build operate transfer phase bot um, BOT by now, which then encompasses a lot of the expenses of doing the like geotechnical work and some dirt work and coring and boring and, and design. And then that expense gets wrapped up into sort of the final bid package from the bot um, operator. We had some hurdles that we needed to jump through first, and we've been a little bit delayed, not in the sense that it's bad, but in the sense that we're doing due diligence. And they owed some third-party contractors some money, and, you know, we don't like that, they don't like that. So we opted to modify their contract to cover that as part of sort of the first phase and then pick up uh, the rest of this work this year in the BOT. So it was a very simple modification. Um, You know, it was funds that are budgeted for the project, but also uh, expenses that were expected to be incurred. Just this wasn't maybe necessarily the legal document we thought we would incur those in. So an extension of that contract uh, for about $75,000, it gets them all squared up, um, gets their contractors all squared up, and uh, allows us to move forward over the next few months kind of starting, quote-unquote, back at ground zero as far as uh, funds required. Okay, so again, uh, that was approved by the board. And then uh, Police Chief Mike McNeely had a, a couple of items, uh, in particular the uh, the take-home uh, car policy. This is something that Chief McNeely's been sort of talking about and was brought up kind of at the very beginning of this current, you know, high-priced gas spike in that, we are a department that provides each officer with their own vehicle, with dedicated vehicles for them, which is something that's uh, not incredibly unique but isn't necessarily a standard practice. And one of the requirements is if you live in Decatur County, you can take your vehicle home and then you can drive it uh, to work, to the gym, for on-call, for police trainings, things like that but you can't use it for anything outside of that. If you live outside of Decatur County, you have to leave your police vehicle at the station, drive your personal vehicle to the station, and then uh, pick up your patrol car. His policy that he would like to see changed and was actually voted to implement uh, by the board is that if you live in Decatur County, you can take your personal vehicle home, you can use it for all the things you could, and you can use it for 
activities in the county that you're doing. If you, his example that he gave, if you're running to the hardware store, you can take your patrol vehicle. You can use it for some more, quote unquote, personal time items. If you live outside of Decatur County, you, you can take your vehicle home and you can use it to come for workouts, um, police trainings, police-related, work-related activities or things. But that's all. It's kind of to home and from home sort of situation if you live in adjoining counties. So we, we're going to try that policy out for a while. There was some discussion about the, the amount of dollars that it would increase fuel cost and mileage and those types of things, and the chief presented some data that I don't necessarily have right in front of me. But, you know, the impact was relatively minimal, and it should be a good recruitment tool. We, we've seen this with other uh, departments, as not necessarily take-home vehicles, but the residency requirements being lifted or uh, lessened just for recruitment purposes. Then for the out-of-county, say somebody lives in uh, Ripley or Franklin or uh, some or Jennings, perhaps. Uh, now, that is, was at a 45-mile 45, uh, 45 radius that uh, we're looking at here? That was if you are on call. Uh, we have some officers that, re- that are on call at different times during the year. It's not necessarily like it would be for a nurse, right, or somebody that works at the hospital that has these on-call weekends. It's not incredibly similar, but kind of in that way that if you are on call during the week, you can have, or during a time, you can take your car and do kind of anything within 45 miles of the city. So it's not necessarily related to where they live um, as more as the on-call status. Okay. All right. And then, uh, of course, that was approved. And then uh, moving down, uh, City Engineer Ron May with uh, more stormwater fee appeals. And then uh, this involved uh, public hearings. And then uh, uh, and this has been something that uh, we had talked about last month where uh, the uh, the process uh, was being uh, tweaked to uh, kind of, uh, I guess, uh, streamline was how the uh, city attorney addressed it. Yes. And it is something that we continue to work on and do. We had about 10 uh, stormwater appeals this month, and so we continue to review the process and and the procedures required for that. A few more tweaks were made this month as far as public hearings and going through them kind of more one by one. In the end, we did vote to take all of the engineers' recommendations, which were in an essence, denial of all of them. And then there were two that actually the appeals brought forth an under calculation of their impermeable space. So those two actually did receive recommendations to increase um, their stormwater fee based on the same data that's used to assess it in the first place, impermeable area. All right. And then with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick time out. We'll continue our conversation with Greensburg Mayor Joshua Marsh right after this. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To-Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To-Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To-Go, big city convenience, small town taste. 
And welcome back as we continue our visit with Greensburg Mayor Joshua Marsh as we recap Tuesday night's Greensburg City Council and the Board of Works meetings. And then moving to the uh, City Council portion of it, um, an item that has uh, gotten a lot of uh, play uh, recently and especially uh, looking toward the future is uh, an ordinance to update and expand the Greensburg Common Council. This is something that was the way city councils are supposed to be formed, I guess you could say, maybe that's a better place to start, is after the census where a city crosses 10,000 residents, which the city of Greensburg did in the 2000 census, it is supposed to expand to seven members, whereas we only have five currently. And there isn't really an explanation as to why it hasn't been done in the last 20 years, but it's something that I set out to kind of tackle um, when I first arrived in this position in 2020, with the census being in 2020. And we are working through the process to expand it, to have a total of three at-large districts and then our four current uh, contiguous districts that represent the city. So we will be adding uh, two at-large seats to the voting roster in 2023, and then those will take office and and hold those seats starting January 1st, 2024, in the same term cycle as the other current five city council seats. And uh, this was a a second reading, and after uh, a first reading a week ago, now uh, there was some uh, uh, talk about uh, possibly uh, seating these or holding these in advance. Exactly uh, what was the uh, discussion last week? The the statutory scheme as how this works isn't exactly clear, and it's a very rare thing because you know communities only cross that threshold one time really in their history, and new ones crossing it um, are pretty few and far between. So the way that we, our attorney, has interpreted it was that we had to fill the seat based on the vacancy, because there's a lot of statutory writing and scheme out there about what to do in a vacancy. If a current city councilor is to resign or vacate the seat, then there's lots of information about how to fill it. There isn't much information about how to do it, how to fill it when it's new. And the council really wants to leave it up to the voters in the 2023 election and go through that process and not necessarily appoint someone to fill the seat like it would be if it were vacated currently. That discussion was at last week's meeting about how do we make that happen, and so they they tasked our attorney with going back and trying to to find a way to improve that that language. And so he's relying on and, and talked about this last night as well, uh, Indiana has a home rule law, which allows communities that feel like they have a unique situation that isn't covered by state statute, some flexibility in how they achieve what it is that they need to achieve. So he's documented all of that, and we, we're confident that the way that we have it structured uh, is is correct and does allow for those seats to just remain vacant, although the ordinance will take effect in 2023. The election in 2023 is what fills the seats by ordinance, and then they would become uh, active in 2024. 
Okay. So again, it will be uh, delays the uh, the seats uh, being filled, the two at-large seats that are being added. It'll be filled in the uh, November 23 election, and then they'll uh, take office uh, January 1st, 2024. Correct. All right. Excellent. And then, uh, of course, uh, another thing that uh, that uh, council had uh, dealt with, of course, just to run those down real quick, uh, several ordinances regarding uh, the uh, Greensburg Community School budget. Uh, that was approved on second reading. City of Greensburg uh, budget, 2023 budget for the city was uh, also passed along uh, second reading, along with the uh, elected official salary, city employee salaries, and utility salaries, all uh, um, approved on uh, second reading. And then uh, moving down the agenda, Mr. Mayor, uh, your uh, your portion of the meeting, you had several announcements to make. We did, and those uh, included that our our final public safety cookout is October 20th from 6 to 8 p.m. out of Wild Edition. We've had a lot of fun with this one in that it is a chili cook-off. We have decided what those are based on a employee lunch that we had for different shifts. All three department shifts at the fire department uh, competed against uh, three shifts at the police department to figure out which chili uh, would represent each department. So it was a great kind of like semifinals round, I guess you could say. And the fire department C shift has uh, won that side of it, and the Greensburg Police Department Administrative Investigations team won the police department side of things. So. A really fun activity to help set up the October 20th final public safety cookout um, at Riley Edition. That's going to be from 6 to 8. Hopefully we'll have good weather, and, and it'll definitely be a lot of fun. So the public will be able to vote for their favorite, and then we'll crown the champion, I guess, uh, at the end of the evening with the when we count the votes. All right. And then the day before, we've got the uh, Pirate Park uh, ribbon cutting, and uh, that'll be, the again, the day before, and you have a uh, special guest uh, who will make an appearance. We do. So Pirate Park is part of the project that we identified in 2017 as part of our Stellar Community Project, and we will be hosting CEO of Indiana Destination Development Corp., Elaine Beetle, who is a Batesville native, I believe. Yes. And uh, she, she is going to uh, be joining us because we did receive a grant from them for this facility. We actually beat out the Indiana Children's Museum, or the Indianapolis Children's Museum, and uh, the... Newfields, which is the Indianapolis Art Museum as well. So we're very, very excited to uh, be welcoming her uh, to Decatur County to, to see this project. And it also, because I know there's a lot of WRBI country in our Ready region, I am under the impression that it is one of the first Ready projects. Of course, we've been talking about Ready for a year plus now. First Ready projects in the state to cut a ribbon. So we're very, very excited uh, that Pirate Park is coming to completion. And uh, it should be a lot of fun for everybody, and, and we welcome everyone to attend that as well. All right. And then um, moving on to, uh, of course, the uh, November meeting, uh, that's going to have to be changed because of a thing called election night. Yeah, so Tuesday, uh, next, the second Tuesday of next month is election night. So our meeting will actually be moved to Wednesday, which uh, will be a good opportunity for you and I, I think, Tom, to uh, still chat but uh, for Thursday morning. But it's going to be uh, a little bit delayed in that we will be on Wednesday, November 9th, because Tuesday, November 8th, is Election Day. Early voting opened yesterday, uh, Wednesday, and uh, should be available anywhere that you live. I would encourage everybody to get out there and vote and uh, do their part. 
All right. And, of course, uh, check with your county clerk's office if you have any questions on uh, on those. So uh, anything else, uh, Mr. Mayor, before we let you go? I don't think so. Everybody have a great, safe weekend. Uh, watch out for all the farm equipment out there. It is full-fledged harvest season. Everybody stay safe, stay healthy. All right. Well, Greensburg Mayor Joshua Marsh, as always, we appreciate your time and uh, stay well, and we will talk to you down the road.